So what's the power of culture? Each of us individually will thrive in, a, in an environment where the values, the culture is totally aligned with who we are. Welcome to the Career Nation Show, where you learn the strategies and tools to own and drive your career. Find out more at careertiger.com. She is a high-tech executive. She has been with multiple companies, and currently she is the chief culture and people officer at Sprinkler. She's culture-obsessed, and she's really about making the best out of people's talent. Please welcome Diane Adams. Diane, welcome to the show. It is so great to be here. So thank you, Abhishek. This is um, great. What a privilege. So I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Uh, let me just start with our you know, first question. Like, Tell us a little bit about your career journey. And now you're at Sprinkler, you're leading, you know, a cultural movement within Sprinkler. You're also the chief people officer. Tell us a little bit about your journey from the early days to now. Uh, so, so great. Love to. So, you know what, unlike a lot of um, human resources professionals, or I say culture and talent, right? Because I renamed the function from human resources to, to culture and talent. I started my career in finance. So I was a business major. I started my career in finance. You don't, have, you don't often get that, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, but I will say it, it, served, it served me well. My love is in the whole culture and, and talent or people space. So my journey after starting in finance, I moved to human resources in a tech company. Very, um, very fortunate. And that the company moved me from one role to another, like every 18, 24 months. So you got a really good, um, an overview of what human resources meant. And so that was a great journey. And then what was interesting is I left there as much as I loved it. There just wasn't the flexibility that I needed because I had two, two little kids and I thought, I need, I'm going to go into business for myself. So that was one of those times, right? Huge, huge risk because, you know, my, my husband and I, we needed my income, but I left to start my own business. And that was really in leadership development, career development, what, what you do, right? And, and then this great opportunity came along. I'm a firm believer to always pay attention, kind of what the universe is telling you. This incredible opportunity came along, even as happy as I was. And this was Cisco Systems. And this is when Cisco was just getting started. And what I knew is the company had the potential to change the world, right, with the internet. So I went there and, and again, lots of, um, lots of incredible experiences and opportunities there. Stayed for 14 years, and I think the, the biggest highlight was you got to, along with some of my peers, put everything in place to create this fabulous culture so the company would grow. And so I did that for 14 years, and then I'll kind of fast forward around the, the, um, the next, what I'd say, assignments or roles. My love is put is being part of a team that creates this great culture where people thrive, right? So after leaving Cisco and having the opportunity to do that, 
I found that my love was going in around the $500 million mark, or it could be less, but you know, in there where you still get the opportunity to shape it for the long term. So at that point, you know, went to, to all scripts, electronic medical records and click data analytics. I've, I've been fortunate to be like in the right industry with the right people, with the right team, passionate around culture and people at the right time. And then, um, and then this incredible opportunity with Sprinkler and just a, a you know, a, a little bit about that. Why, you know, why did I come here? I think the, the opportunity, you know, I talked about Cisco, but the opportunity to change the world again, our mission, John Chambers, who was the CEO of, of Cisco, um, he's on our board. And then our CEO, Raji Thomas, who are equally passionate about our mission and how it can, can change the world when customers being happier and also passionate about culture. So that's, um, that's kind of my journey in five minutes. And um, yeah, we can go from there. So very, very, very unfortunate is how I look at it. Oh, that's great. And what a great journey, Diane, to work in different functions. I mean, starting with finance and then working across different functions, getting so much rich experiences then, and then going to Cisco and then Click and uh, Sprinkler. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question around culture per se. And we've heard um, so many times that culture eats strategy for breakfast. Um, at the same time, other things are important, like products are important, sales are important, other things are important in the company. Why is culture important for any company? So, so why is, so I would share, um, first of all, I believe culture is the differentiator. If you look at the most successful companies, they're very intentional about their culture. They hire to culture, right? People that have similar values, not people that are the same, right? But people that have similar values. So, you know, if you think about you and I, and if I think about every, every, um, any job change, any move I've ever made, I, I had to ensure my values were aligned. So what's the power of culture? Each of us individually will thrive in, a, in an environment where the values, the culture is totally aligned with who we are. So that's, and so, you know, you get great companies when you get great people that, that, that are aligned. Yeah. Absolutely, Diane. Um, and I agree with you. Culture becomes so important because that's the sort of the main ingredient in making a company successful um, and driving the thoughts, the actions of individuals and teams across the company. Um, so I totally subscribe to that view. And you know what? I'll share, I'll share with you just to jump in an in in example. Mm -hmm of the power of culture. And you know, there are a number of companies out there that do this really well. And I'll, uh, I'll share maybe a couple of things on the hiring and on letting people go, if you will, is that, so in my career, um, and what we're doing here at Sprinkler now, we're so, we're so serious about getting great culture matches because we know that will you know, enable you to thrive that there are a minimum of six interviews, has to be six um, 
interviewers and diverse team. And every individual takes a value, if you will, to go really deep and explore that. And the entire team has to agree. And what I love about that, we implemented, I've been at Sprinkler a little over a year now. We implemented this, gosh, well, almost a, a year ago. But, you know, I'll still get the, que the question occasionally. Someone will come back and say, okay, we got five out of six. Or we had 10 and we got nine out of 10. Can, like, don't you think that's good enough? And the answer is, so bring the person back in, right? Let's go deeper on why that one individual or why there were concerns. But at the end of the day, this is really important. And then I'll, you know, so we talked about the success, right? After they come and they're aligned with who we are, how we, how we work, how we live. Um, if, if I think about the, you know, the hard part of my role, my peers, right? It's when you let people go. And I would tell you, it's, it's, it's almost always because the people are not the right culture match for the organization. So lots of reasons to be clear who you, who you are and how you define success so you get that right on the front end. So, so anyway, I thought I would sh share, share that with you. Yeah, Diane, that makes a lot of sense because having the having those type of filters in place so that you are getting the right, not just the right level of talent and the caliber and the experience, but also the right kind of values into the company so that when they become part of the company, they are able to um, work better uh, within, uh, you know, within their teams and across teams, but they're also become becoming ambassadors of that culture to others. Uh, so that makes a ton of sense to me. And it's great that because it becomes a sort almost like a self-fulfilling uh, cycle of enhancing and, you know, further manifesting the culture. So I love that. Um, just talking about your career journey, are there, have there been any instances or incidents sort of in your personal life or professional life that have um, inspired you that have, um, either inspired you in the sense of changing direction or getting an insight or learning. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, no, no, great, great question, right? I love to, um, I love to hear others' stories. And, and so for me, if I think of a, a couple of those stories that were really significant, you know, the first I would tell you is, um, Earlier in my career, I was 28. You got two kids under two, and I'm going back to, to work. And my boss uh, asked me asked me to take a role. It was leading compensation, and this tech company was pretty large. And and we, you know, you and I know all the emotion and everything that goes with, with leading a compensation function. And at that point, it was just, gosh, I got to figure out how to be with a mom to two under two. So my answer was, you've got to be kidding, not in a million years. And from there, and this is what I'll always remember, he said, um, you know, he believed in me, right? Like, I know you can do this way more than I thought I could do it. Didn't want it, didn't believe I could do it at that stage. And then the second thing was, you know, Diane, I've got your back. And wow, 
that was huge for me because you know at that point you're going from an individual contributor to a manager of, of a, a role that's really significant with um, as, as we all know as we talk about somebody's compensation that that was one of those moments that has contributed so much to me being passionate about investing in other people. I would have never gone there on my own. And I've had several people, obviously, that, you know, invested in me more and believed in me more than I would have pushed myself or believed. I think that's one. And then you, you know, maybe I'll just share two more quickly is, you know, I mentioned leaving um, the, you know, the, the high tech company. And from a personal perspective, uh, you know, trying to figure at that point, I had to have more flexibility because you're not getting, nothing's going right about that balance, right? Between personal and, and professional. So taking the risk to go out on my own was just huge. You know, my parents still laugh. My parents are very structured. And, you know, to this day, they're like, whose kid are you that you would go do that? Now, my response, by the way, is, you know what, you actually gave me the talk about environment or culture, you know, you gave me the confidence to know it would be okay, like no matter what happens. So taking mm-hmm. that risk has also instilled in me the um, that value of courage throughout my my whole career. And I think I'd just give you one more that has shaped me. And, you know, one of the reasons I'm here at Sprinkler, because like Raji Thomas, John Chambers, like all the leaders I work with are passionate around this. When I was with, with Cisco Systems and we had moved to Silicon Valley, I was there a couple of years and my father got, got really And so I live in North Carolina. So we're at Silicon Valley, North Carolina. And so I asked if I could do my role. I really wanted to be close to family, all the families in North Carolina. And I said, what are the chances and, you know, this role is supposed to be in headquarters, right? Mm-hmm. But what are the chances that I can do this role for North Carolina? And you, the, the response was, you know what? We trust you to do, to do your role, do it well. You can move back. And shortly after that, my youngest daughter was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. There were a number of other mm-hmm. things that happened. And, and so I think that was significant in my career because you know that was a while ago and from that point forward because you know the leaders at at cisco it it was all about it was focusing on the the results and the work you do not about how they truly wanted they cared about you wanted you to have a full life so allowing me to live 2500 miles away figure it out you can imagine i was incredibly grateful because mm-hmm. when my daughter was diagnosed, you know, you really needed family then. Luckily, my dad is still good, right? But more than ever, you needed family. So that for me is also me being in an environment. I, w- I would tell you, obviously, my entire life, I've been fortunate where the leaders wanted me to, to have a great life personally and professionally. So that shaped me huge. And one last thing, from that point on, do you know I have commuted in my career? Now, now, you know, now I'm able to do it. I, I, I go from North Carolina, New York a lot. And New York is like a really great place to commute. And North Carolina is a great place to live. Mm-hmm. But 
Now that, that might not be what everybody needs. I think the only point is I was clear what I needed for me to be at my best personally and professionally and the company allowed me to do that. So here at Sprinkler, we're passionate about creating the same environment for, for others. Yeah, Diane, those are some really amazing stories. And as I was listening, I was thinking how incredibly important it is to have leaders that understand that you have to balance your life along with work. Right. And at the same time, hold um, others and themselves accountable for the work um, and having the flexibility to manage uh, life and work. That is so important. And it's great that you are at a company that also believes in that and you're able to do that. And um, just sort of, you know, just on that topic, let's say if I'm a candidate who is looking for a job or looking for a career change, and I'm interviewing with a company, let's say company X, what should I be looking for in a company from a culture standpoint? Yes, the opportunity may be very exciting. It could, it could be working in a really great team. All the people that I meet are really good to work with. Like what about the culture? What should I be looking for? Uh, what kind of questions can I ask? How can I sort of figure out the culture in a company uh, that I'm looking at? No, I, I, I think that's such a great question. And it, it, I think the answer is different from for everyone, but this, this is my approach. And what I, what I always advise, get really clear for you. Like for me, I, I always identify, always know, because I'm often, you know what, not looking for another role. Like I'm in a great place or, you know what, where I've been. I was never looking to do something different. And, but I was clear what was important to me. And, and what, I, what I'd share, you know, different stages of life, different things are important, right? Like I, I am, I'm, I'm a little obsessive around like resolutions, annual resolutions. So, and I went and I saved these. So if I, if I go to my purple folder and I look at those resolutions, what was important in my twenties, right? Different than what's important to me now. So that's why I say it'll change through your, your life. And, mm -hmm. but for, if I were to share, so it's identifying what are those five like values that are most important to you. And, and I'll share for, for me, for, for example, we just talked about the one I need to know because it's really important to me to live with no regrets, right? So that piece you and I are talking about personal and professional, I don't want to give, I'm, I don't want to, I'm not going to give up the, certainly the personal. So, so the environment has to be one where they care about the whole person. This, the next thing I would say, like for me, a learning culture. So, you know, it may not be as important to everyone, but for me, that's a huge value about, having a learning culture where we're all about getting better and better. So you work, you know, so you work with great people and you're, you're inspired. And, you know, I think um, maybe, and the mission of the company, you know, you said that, that it's that, you know, that the mission of the company, that you can make a difference. And I also want a company, and this goes back to the value that cares about giving back. 
you know, my kids, I've got three, three kids, um, son and two daughters, and it's kind of the, the joke because they call me a millennial wannabe. And this is just like one of those areas where they're <laughs> absolutely right because, you know, all about giving back. Like you want to work. So that's what it comes down to culture. What do you, what are those five things you care about that you don't, and it could be three to five, but that you just don't won't deviate on because you and I know if you do, you could find yourself in a place where you're really not happy. I love those, Diane. All of those um, items that you mentioned, having a learning culture, living without regrets, making sure that the company or the team or the individuals are giving back to the community. Um, all, All of those things are so important to be in a thriving culture. And um, I can totally identify with that. And I, I think those are not just aspirational values, but those are values we can actually live day to day. You know, it's, it, it's, so, it's so true when, you know, when you, you talk about culture. And I really do believe it's the number one thing that people need to look for to make sure that they're going to be aligned and successful and, and happy. One of the things... Um, like a, a sprinkler, you know, coming over a year ago, the first thing that the, you know, Raji leadership team that we did, we got very clear. You know, I talked about culture being intentional is we defined the sprinkler way. And that is our way of working, living and being right. And to your point, I won't take you through all of it, but you know, like one, there are a couple things I'd highlight for me, like there's a cultural aspiration piece where it's, uh, and, and there are two things in there, being customer obsessed, but mm. also we treat each other like family. And then the other around the learning is that, you know, everyone has the potential to be amazing, keep learning, but it's, so the fact that we're clear about it, and then, you know, then there's, a, it's integrated into the organization. So I think one of the things that, and I think about the audience, There are ways to know, as you know, there are a lot of places you can go to figure out, does the company really live, live, do we just talk about them? Do we post them or do we live those values? That's great. I totally agree. And it should be about people living those values, not just posters on a wall. Um, Let me, let me ask you, as you are, um, as you're looking at also talent coming into your company and um, are there um, specific things you look for and candidates, does your team or the hiring folks in your company, do they have a formula? How, how do you approach hiring people, especially in a tight market like Silicon Valley tech um, the, you know, the market's pretty hot. There's a demand for top talent. How do you how do you balance all of that? So um, here's how here's how I think about it is so the you know the differentiator if we go back to hiring for values there there are two things one you're going to look for the the culture fit because the the technical part of the role you like, we know we're going to do that, right? We know we're going to look for exceptional results. So if I just start that, that's a, a given. So we know we're going to look for the competence and extraordinary results. Is the other piece, you know, when I mentioned 
a minimum of six interviews and being and doing a deep dive with every candidate on those values. Our interviews do link specifically to the values. And but the, I would tell you the first thing for me is it's looking for people. I'll use my words, um, choose joy, right? Like it is a conscious choice to choose joy, choose positivity, right? One of our values, you know, um, the sprinkler says it differently, but it's like fix it, don't complain. So it means we do want problem solvers and we do want positive people, but it's attitude, right? Like, yeah, attitude first. And I think the, um, one of the, the others is again, there's so many smart people out there, but looking for those people that are the ultimate team players because we know at the end of the day high performing teams win and i look at you know the stage of the game i love to go in with businesses you know often you've got a lot of high performing individuals how do you go from you know few hundred million to rapidly beyond the billion and beyond is when it's the it's the um it's the the multiplier effect of the, the team performance. So we look and really interview hard for people that are strong collabor collaborators. One of our values in the, the Sprinkler way is um, around helping others be successful. So we intentionally look, so you know, are you, you know, again, in my words, is it about you or yourself? Are you really about helping others so that we're all successful at the end of the day? So I think that just, um, and maybe just one more around the, the values. And so, yes, yeah, a sprinkler value, but for me and just like my, my career in general is looking for humility. And it probably goes hand in hand with attitude and team player, but uh, yeah, lo looking for humility is a, is a big one as well. Nice. I, I love that list. And as you went through that and I was looking at, you know, as candidates would be coming in uh, and they would be measured against those values, that's a great way to make sure that you're getting the right fit from a technical competence standpoint, as well as from a cultural and a value standpoint. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, Diane, how about we shift gears a little bit and get into your personal side now that okay. you've talked a lot about your professional <laughs> side and we play a game on the show it's called favorites so okay. let me know if you're ready for a favorites game it could be a rapid fire questions all right this might scare the audience but all right let's let's go all right favorite. all right so here we go so let's talk about your favorite app my favorite app is is um, a workout app, and I'll tell and I'll tell you why. It, it um, measures my steps, right? The miles, the calories, you know. So I am obsessed because every day my minimum is making sure I get five miles in. I, my goal is seven, and if it's an extraordinary day, you get in ten. But I think the most important thing is I know to be at my best. Two things I have to do. Um, and then everybody can have the rest of me. I have to work out and exercise every day. And I have to have at least just the 10 minutes 
of meditation or prayer around like being grateful. Those are my two. If, like I said, my kids, everybody knows that you give me that, gosh, I'll be good for, for everybody else. So that, that's why the workout app is my favorite. Yeah, that's outstanding. I think meditation, expressing gratitude, and then of course, exercising every day, it's kind of the fuel we all need to put energy into the things we believe the most. So that's phenomenal. So thanks for sharing that. No, you're um, welcome. And so Can let's go. Yeah, please, please go ahead. I was just going to share. I'm so passionate around this. Um, I was doing a, I was speaking at a conference, you know, um, a while ago, and there were 500 women in the audience, and it happened to be this company's high potential women, right? And so I'm talking about you know, the, the values for women, but as you know, they applied everybody to be, for being successful. And the one about, um, you know, being intentional with your emotional, your intellectual, your physical, your physical learning. And I asked the people in the room, how many of them made it a, a priority, right? To exercise every day or mo most days. And you know, out of 500, there were probably 20 people. And what was cool, like, you know what, it really took me back because we're sitting here talking about careers. And I think one of the biggest challenges, we're talking about high tech, but I think it doesn't matter. Every company now is competitive, right? It doesn't matter where you are. The hardest thing to do is to make just a little time for yourself. And we stopped because everyone, the, those 20 or so people, I asked them to share with everybody else, like, how do you do it, right? When it's hard and you've got a career and, and your personal life. So I just wanted to share that because that's one of the hardest things to just be intentional and get disciplined about it. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And it doesn't need to be a couple of hours every day. It could be 20, 30 minutes every day. Right. Um, and one of the things I'm learning is the physical, um, you know, the physical changes and the exercise that you do manifest mentally as well. So your physical exercise helps with mental fitness as well. So that's, that's pretty cool as well. Yep, it so does. Yep. Um, Diane, why don't we move to the next question? And it's about your favorite book. <laughs> well, this will be easy. You, you can um, so Thrive by Arianna Huffington. No surprise. I usually don't read books twice. But if there was a book, if there are anyone listening that this whole conversation we're having right now that wants to get better, that is such an inspirational book. And it also shares like just really tangible ways to, to, to prompt your thinking around how to, how to thrive. Right. So totally, totally one of my, my favorites. Great. I love that. And Ariana also talks about taking care of health, sleep, and all of those things. So I love that tie-in right there. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, sure. And uh, let's talk about your favorite quote. Do you have a favorite quote that you, you like or you tell others or that's on your, um, um, on your door? <laughs> yeah, I, I have a few, but the one um, I, I think of the most is, um, and I say the most, is people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. So if you think about leading others, you know, will you follow the smartest person where in the room, in the company, whatever it is, right? Are you going to first follow the person who cares and is also smart, but 
but people need to know they're cared about first. And that's Theodore um, Roosevelt's quote. Outstanding. And you could care about so many things. You could care about your customers, you could care about your stakeholders, you could care about your team, your family. There's so many things you could care about. I think that's super powerful. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Totally. Um, now let's talk about your favorite restaurant. Do you have a favorite restaurant, Diane? I, I, I do, actually. Um, you know, I mentioned that I commute to North Carolina to, to here in New York, mm-hmm. and I, I stay right in Manhattan. So my favorite restaurant, so, you know, like, like lots of us, our lives are full. There's a restaurant on the sixth floor of Macy's, right, on 34th, right, 34th Street, and you go on the sixth floor, and I love it because I often would just go right by myself. Like, that is my place. If I can just get, like, a few a few moments right by yourself you look out the city it's quiet it's fun it's yeah so stella's on the sixth floor of macy's is is my go-to for for sure i love it and i'm sure stella's will get a lot of traffic just listening <laughs> to this podcast right now it's awesome <laughs> well thank you for playing the favorites game diane um, why don't we shift gears a little bit and talk about career and talk about some strategies and um, have there been some approaches, some strategies that have helped you um, in your career? Um, and uh, for example, do you have like a morning routine? Um, for example, if you have like some important meetings coming up, do you have a special way to prepare yourself, your team? Um, share, share with us some of the Diane insights or you know, kind of the secret sauce all right. I think um, hopefully my team doesn't get tired of me saying this, but the, I think the the biggest one for me is understanding that we live in a world chaos, right? Things coming at us non nonstop is to pause so that we're thorough, right? And and an example of that would be whether it's a, a project, right? Let's you know. Let's say we're, you know, we, we just launched um, or a few months ago, what we call learn to grow plans. Like everyone has a, has a learning plan starting with their personal mission statement. So it's pausing. We could have just gone out there with every, like, you know, like the best of the best. Like you can find out who does that, but it's pausing, not stopping, but pause long enough to brainstorm, be thorough. Does it match our culture, what we're building, where we want to be? And so when you're ready to go, you go and you go fast and you do it well. So, so pausing to be thorough on the, and I should say on the important things, right? On the things that really matter. And so whether that's a, a presentation project, whatever, I mean, presentations, we don't always get to prepare like we want, but I also see the people that do it best, they pause to just be thoughtful and, and intentional. So I'd say that has, um, that's been one that has, has served me well. I think the, the other one would be making time for people in relationships. You know, it, again, there's so many of us that are just driven, achieve, achieve. It's recognizing um, that put it, putting people first and relationships and the networking and think what we learn from each other, right? But most people don't uh, 
approach that they're, they're, they're thinking about their results. They're thinking about deliverable and that that's either an add on or extra versus, you know, for me, it is just like, I, I make it a priority just like achieve getting results. I make it a priority to meet new people, spend time, you know, the people that you already know as well as new, new people. So relationships are always a priority just like getting the the results. And then I think the the third would would be what we talked about earlier. It, it is for me knowing what makes you your best or your happiness so or your happiest. It it really is like how do you how do you take care of yourself, whatever that looks like. And for me it's just you know the the spiritual and the exercise and I'm good to go. So I would say my entire career that's been a priority. It's interesting. My mother, way ahead of her time, she um, when you were when you were little, that was her big thing that you always had to take care of yourself before you could take care of others. And yeah, so th- those would be my three. Yeah, I love it. And Diane, I would love to unpack those in the show notes when we publish this because that is so powerful. So thank you for sharing those with us. Yeah. Now, as we wrap up the show. Are there some um, messages that you would like to leave with Career Nation? Yeah, I th- you know what? I think, I think just one. Um, if I could only give one piece of advice, it would be, what, how I would say it is, do you. It is the piece around being authentic. And, you know, the people that know me well would like you're not going to see me show up in the formal traditional suit, you know, even if it was years ago and that was the way you're supposed to dress, right? Like I've always been in an environment where I could show up and be me. And so, you know, playing to your strengths, being who you are, it might not feel sometimes in the short term, right? That it might not feel really good, but I, I am clear watching others that and and my own journey that that is the best thing you can ever do to be your happiest and and be most successful yep so so do you i just bought my daughter a um, a, a license tag right is hashtag do you because you can imagine that's like our number one value in our family <laughs> i love it do you it could be a hashtag. It could be a meme. I could also sense a book coming around <laughs> authenticity, which could be do you. I love it. No, I was just saying my favorite song. If you haven't seen it, the movie, The Greatest Showman, the mm. song, the song in there, This Is Me, is my most powerful favorite song as, as well. I love it. It just so goes with the theme of do you and make sure, making sure you show up authentically, be yourself, express yourself fully. And that's what will leave, lead to not only just a happier self, but also a more fulfilled career, a career that creates value for others, for the team, for the organization, and for the community around you. No, it, tr- it truly does. Diane, it, it has been so wonderful talking with you. And this was such a rich discussion. Thank you so much for your time, for your inputs and valuable advice. 
and hope our paths cross again soon. Diane, thank you so much. Right. Th thank you. This was, a, this was a blast. Thanks for inviting me. All right. Take care.